Hello everyone and welcome back to The Geek Wave. This is the low budget show. It's the show so low it has no budget. And Merry Christmas everybody. The day this video comes out is Christmas Day. So if you just want to, you know, take a break from your family, listen to some guy talk about the news that is popular culture over the past couple of weeks, you can do that here. Because this is an all out news episode. We've done these before when I take a break or there's just like a lot of news to come out. Sometimes you just want to talk about it all and get over and done with. And I figured, you know, I don't have like a holiday episode planned this year. So if we could just, you know, end of the year, go into 2024 with all of our bases covered for the news, that might be a good way to end the year. Just get everything out there. We got a little bit of interesting news to talk about. There's a couple of things that are worth exploring. Some very modern news, too, that, like, came out, like, the day this is being recorded and some stuff before that. It's a lot. If there's a particular thing you want to hear me talk about, all of the information is going to be in the bio, so you can, like, skip right to a piece of the news, whatever you want. We're just going to go into this lighthearted and fun and just enjoy the topic. I figure that'd be the best thing to do. This is not really an order of, like... Oh man, we're putting all the video game stuff together, or the movie stuff together. It's an order of the news when it came out and it broke. And I'm like, I'll just put that in the notes to talk about. That's just what you gotta do. That's how I do things. I'm very lazy this way. There you go. And yeah, so this will be the last episode of the year. We'll come back next year with an episode dedicated to the death of the DC Entertainment Universe, or the DC Universe of Entertainment, whatever you want to call it, the DCUU is officially dead. I saw Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom very recently, folks. And I can say it's bad and it's a dumb movie and we really need that reboot. But thank God 2024 has like no movies coming out in either of those two big comic book universes because I, I need a break. I need a break. You can give me, you know, your Craven and Madam Web and then I can just come back in fully realized to what the vision's going to be in 2025. Maybe that that'll be good. I feel like the break is going to help these people. Maybe, maybe not. It's all up in the air still. So, our first piece of news to talk about is in relation to Disney, because there have been rumors and reports now, I think it's all but confirmed at this point, or it is confirmed, that Maleficent 3 is officially going to happen, which is like a really cool idea. I think of like all those live-action remakes that Disney has done, this is one that managed to do something original and kind of creative in its own capacity. Now, I'm not going to say it's perfect because it's not. And the inherent concept is just kind of like, do you remember like the witch from Sleeping Beauty? What if she was like good <laughs> in like a weird way? They made two of them already. You know, they made two of them. And some might argue Angelina Jolie is scary good in them. I like both the movies. I think if this ever comes to light, or even just if I need something to cover, I'll definitely talk about these movies, because I think they're kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. I do like them. I like the aesthetic, and I like how weird the world gets if it's stupid rules. I think that's really interesting and dumb. But I'm here for it, you know? The, I mean, no one's really, like, excited for another Disney movie, so this has its audience caked in. Might as well. You know, you get all the Jolie heads to come out to your movie. Is she a name that draws people to the cinema anymore? I don't know if she is, because I feel like there's a whole generation that doesn't really think about her, but I think about her problems daily. That's very interesting. 
I'm very curious about that. I, I mean, there's got to be. I, I think there's got to be an audience that's like, I'm here for Joe Lee and Joe Lee only. But maybe there isn't. It could go either way. I think there's. I think there's enough love for her that people would like that. I think those movies are just like here's cool people in stupid witch costumes just yelling about how dumb everything is. That makes me happy. I do appreciate that stuff. And stepping away from the world of Maleficent, we jump over to Grand Theft Auto 6. This came out a few weeks ago. I thought about doing like a separate episode talking about the Grand Theft Auto games. I don't know enough about their history or anything. I've played all of five, like I've done the whole walkthrough for that and everything. And I, I like it. I don't own a console. And if I were ever to get like a like a, the the generation of the consoles we have now, I'd probably get a PlayStation Five to play this. You know, at, at the same time, there's also like the Insomniac leaks. I don't want to go into that. I don't think it matters. It's not fair to them to have me talk about it. I'm not trying to get you know famous or wealthy off their misfortune, so I don't want to talk about it. But GTA Six got trailer. Yeah, we're headed back to Vice City. And it looks pretty fun. You know, like, I think, like, taking that decade to make this game is going to benefit it. Where we're going to have, like, updated graphics and it's going to be, like, a bigger like, game in scope and everything. And that's going to be pretty cool. I do think, from what I saw, it looks really interesting. Now, as somebody who hasn't, like, played any of the previous games except for 5, I mean, I don't know what to expect, really. But, like, there's something fun about that. It is still just one of, like, the best games for just, like, an open world where you can just, like, head out and do whatever. You know, there's enough, like, room just to breathe and have fun. And that's kind of interesting. And look, there's, like, some weird social media tie-ins that this game's doing where it's, like, you can go viral in the game and people can know you for being famous and stuff. And that's kind of cool. And then people are like, the lead character's a girl. That's not very cool. But I'm like, it's that's pretty freaking cool. That's pretty freaking cool. I do like that. So I think that's going to be fun, too. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it won't be. But I, it looks good to me. As somebody who has, like, a very small knowledge of video games and knows very little about any of them, this sounds pretty exciting to me. This is not the only video game talk we have this week, either, but we'll get to that more later. Does not matter. I think it looks fun. I like it. And when I play GTA Online, I always customize my character to be a girl anyway, so it's like, yeah, I'll play as Lucia, I'm fine with that. That's really fun to me. Now, moving away from that, we're talking about something with Warner Brothers now, that was kind of like announced before, like the other rumored thing was going to happen. Uh, this one I want to talk about because it is very interesting. So there was like, a deal has been made between A24, the distribution house that's made a lot of like the more auteur, I say that loosely, auteur movies that came out recently, and they made a deal with Warner Brothers Discovery for streaming rights and just like rights that after like a theatrical run, their movies are going to become exclusive to like HBO Max and Discovery, whatever it's called now, which is interesting. I would have imagined like... I, I'm of two minds of this. The first one is, I would imagine, like, the creator-driven stories that A24 tells would not want to go to this company that's bleeding the industry dry. But at the same time, too, it's like when Letterboxd announced that they got bought off by, like, a bigger company for a bunch of millions of dollars. You have to forget this is also, like, a business and a company. Signing a deal with Zaslav, I mean, make a deal with the devil, still get your stuff out there. Now, I don't love this news. I think solely because watching anything on 
just like the discovery max stuff is just it's annoying and it's painful and it's stupid i don't like it and i think it especially in canada it's through other shit and everything's through another thing and it's so dumb and i just don't want to give money to zaslav for doing stupid ideas and i feel like this is going to kill like some of the creativity for people to want to see these movies i don't know i don't know maybe i'm completely off base here but it just doesn't it's not the deal i'd want to hear I would like to hear maybe more like we're making a deal with like Paramount or something or Universal. I know Blumhouse has his deal with Universal. They're probably not going to do one over there. But, uh, you know, just like having just watched like the Iron Claw, I don't like the idea of having to go to, you know, Max to watch that movie. It does not sound good to me. I don't like that feeling. I don't like the energy that comes off of that. But you got to put up with this shit. It's Hollywood. It all sucks. Everything's bad here. Everything falls apart. It's all annoying and stupid. That's what we have to do. God, what an industry. What a great industry. It's all so cool and fun and normal. Uh, here's a bit of news that's kind of interesting. And talking about... This is old school news too because there's been people making comments about it. But Sean Gunn has been cast in the upcoming DC Universe as the one and only Maxwell Lord. Which puts a couple things into perspective for me. One, Sean Gunn. I think it makes sense. The guy's a talented actor, and I know he's the brother of the guy running the thing, but, I mean, he's only been G.I. Robot and Weasel. And was he doing somebody else? I can't remember if he was doing somebody else, but put him in there. He's probably not going to be whatever the future is for Marvel anyways. Like, he's going to be loyal to his brother, so I'm fine with that. Two, we're headed towards Justice League International. So, I don't... I could do, like, a speculative video about, like, what I think is going to come for the future of the DCU. Currently, what I think is going to happen is we're going to learn that Jason Momoa is going to be playing Lobo and Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. I feel like that's where that's going to go. And then I feel like Sean Gunn is going to be Maxwell Lord in the Booster Gold, like, series. And then that's going to bleed over to a JLI thing. That seems like where we're headed. He's going to be referenced in the Man of Steel. What, no, what's it called? Superman Legacy movie, which is, that's cool. I mean, sure, tease out the script a little bit. That's great. We're just getting that one in 2025, right? And I, I'd imagine, like, the next one would be Supergirl and then maybe The Authority. Like, okay, interesting. I mean, that's kind of fun. I don't know. I like Sean Gunn. I think doing like a proper Maxwell Lord would be very interesting. And then if we get to, because I know like it feels like we're headed into a lot of the directions that happens to do with like Grant Morrison, but I could see this being a case where we like, you know, kill Maxwell Lord of whatever our Wonder Woman's going to be because we have to do like a complete reversal for what Wonder Woman's going to be in this universe. So maybe that'll be interesting. Maybe. I, I'm, I'm excited. I like. I am excited for the future of the DC movies. All the casting has been very interesting to me. The same note too. I I'm kind of just like yeah. I mean, I think okay. Aquaman was doomed to fail from the beginning of that sequel. It it just took too long to make too many, too much bullshit. But I don't know if if we could do it proper now, that'd be kind of cool. I guess I don't know. Here's what's kind of cool. And maybe it's going to like have a whole generation of people celebrating it is the Kung Fu Panda 4 trailer, which looks to be a continuation. What if there was like a big bad that brought back all the other big bads? So Poe had to fight the other ones. I just I think these movies deserve a rewatch for me. I think they do. 
I haven't watched them since they came out, probably. I don't even know if I saw the last one, the third one. I don't remember. If I did, I don't remember. I'm not as, like, in love with the DreamWorks stuff as other people. I feel like, uh, what's that joke somebody made? It's like, Disney makes dreams and DreamWorks makes memes or something. I, I just don't really get into it. But I think those movies have, like, an interesting concept, and I'm kind of curious to see what it's going to be. This new one seems to be sticking true to the original animation, as opposed to doing something a little more vibrant, like what we saw from Puss in Boots, or even Ruby Gilman to some extent. Like, it seems like we're doing a more classic animation for this movie, which is fine. I mean, your audience is there for it, so do it, I guess. They're still working on that live-action How to Train Your Dragon, so that's cool. And you know what? I was thinking about this the other day, actually. Because of Epic Universe that's coming out from Universal Studios, that's probably why they're doing a live-action How to Train Your Dragon, because they're building like a park dedicated to that world. And if they can get that property to be more like bombastic, it could overtake the stuff of Harry Potter if that gets to be a little too... You know, maybe Warner Brothers wants to keep that a little more tight-knit, and maybe we have to cancel more people from that series and that universe. Maybe. That's just what I was thinking. It could be completely off-base there, but cool Kung Fu Panda. I, I don't care enough to really be like, yes, finally. But I do hope this is going to be good for some people. I think this could actually be, like, a big performer of next year. Like, I've been trying to think about, like, what are going to be, like, the highest-grossing movies of 2024. I don't think there's anything that's like clear cut the winner. If I had to like hedge bets now, I would say it's probably going to be Inside Out 2, Kung Fu Panda 4, Deadpool 3, Beetlejuice 2, Kingdom for the Planet of the Apes, and then maybe Joker 2. But I can't think of anything else that might top that. Venom 3? But the last Venom didn't make as much as the previous one, so I don't know if it's going to be Venom either. The Kung Fu Panda 4 could quietly be this year's uh, Super Mario Brothers. Maybe. I think that's very possible. Speaking of things that are possible, we got a trailer for Alec, Alex Garland. Is it Alec or Alex? I think it's Alex. Uh, you know, Annihilation and Men. I liked Men more than a lot of people did, but, you know, he did Annihilation and all those other cool movies. Ex Machina was really fun. He's making a new movie called Civil War, folks, and here's the premise. Have you seen that um, new movie from Sam Ishmael, leave the world behind well what if that was like happening but you're looking at it from this perspective of the people living in the city i okay i get it i get it you're not tour director the current thing people want to talk about is like the crisis in america where the world's divided i get that everybody wants to make their movie about that but i just can't get excited to see this movie look i love kirsten dunst i'll watch her do anything if she's a journalist trying to cover like the breakout of the political parties in America while it's falling apart, that's really cool. I think that's going to be like a really fun premise, and she's really fun at that. But I don't know, Garland is not hes not a guy that I think a lot of people are attracted to right now. His last movie was kind of weird. Very divisive, but I thought it was kind of fun. He does seem like a guy who's trying to maybe not even course correct the things he's done in his career, but kind of just be a little more obvious on the nose. Because a lot of his past works, you know, I think Men was very obvious, and Men was a little more esoteric for some people, but it's it's an obvious statement about what that movie's saying, and it feels more like, I want to do that type of obvious than the thing that I did with, like, Annihilation, where some people didn't get it. 
So him doing this, I, I, I know what you're doing. I know what your politics are, Alex. I'm not like impressed by you doing this. I see you for who you are. So dude, that's fine. I mean, Jesse Plemons is like a weird American guy. That's kind of cool. Nick Offerman's the president. Those are things that are interesting. You know how to use a camera, but like a $75 million, like America's receding from America. Like I, I, I need you to shut the hell up for a minute and really think about if that's something you want to say or if you, if you should say that, you know, is that something that you should say? Uh, who cares? It's so stupid, but we're going to get it, I guess. Now, here's a piece of news that I find very interesting, and I think it's going to be pretty cool. This this excites me a lot because I'm like, this is more interesting than the original thing that was talked about. People were talking about like the Dark Universe, and for a long time, we saw that Ryan Gosling was attached to play the Wolfman in whatever the ill-fabled Dark Universe was going to be. It was supposed to come out sometime in the pandemic era they're gonna film it for a while but you know this uh this feels like we're gonna be changing things now so it's it's finally been confirmed that october 25th 2024 the ill-fabled wolfman movie will officially be coming out but replacing the titular role that gosling was slated to be the lead of is none other than christopher abbott and christopher abbott he has been having a pretty good time lately if you watch sanctuary he he played that role really well just a guy who's broken and upset about what he's doing in the world i really like that he was for a second on like a short list for people to play mr fantastic and as soon as i heard that i was like oh yeah this guy's off putting and aloof he'd be perfect he was really good in his limited screen time in Poor Things, the Yergo Lanthimos movie. So good. Like, the final stare down he gives at the end of that movie is perfect for Wolfman energy. He's a great choice. An absolutely great choice for whatever this movie is going to be. And, like, I, I mean, like, some time ago, this could be, like, a star-making role. But this could quietly just be, like, a perfect story to see, like, some guy show up and give a stellar performance about a man who's, like, falling apart. And that would be pretty cool to me. I like this guy. I think he's going to have a very good career going forward in the Hollywood life. And he, he seems to be picking his projects well. This is a good one for him. Be a weird guy over there at A24, whoever's producing this. I like it. In the same month, in the same month of October of the upcoming year, we're going to have a Wolfman movie and we're going to have a Nosferatu movie from Robert Eggers. And that's pretty sick. Like, the, I'm excited for that. You know, I do feel like every other, like, Universal Monsters character works in the modern context or stuff we can do things with, more so than Dracula. Every time Universal tries to do something with Dracula, it doesn't really work. If we could, like, get back to the roots of Dracula, maybe it'd work then. But this is pretty cool. I'm very excited by this news. And that takes us over to something that I don't know if I'm as excited about, but it's definitely something that's going to be happening. And that is the trailer for this new movie called If... Dot, 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 from the imagination of John Krasinski. That classic guy with the imagination you've never heard of. Comes if. What if your imaginary friends were real and like a couple people could see them? I'm trying not to criticize this movie, but I just like teasing this as like John Krasinski made something magical I'm like I don't think that's gonna get me to want to see this 
I do like the premise of just like, what if you're, the magical creatures were real? You could really lend yourself to like a Who Framed Roger Rabbit style of existence, which is such like a genre people don't want to play with and do it properly. Like the closest we got was the Happy Time Murders, and that was a nightmare. But you know what? Like, it's a cool enough concept. Like, a big creature shows up and scares a girl, but they're nice or something. I don't hate that at all. You're Krasinski. Your name's big enough where you can get anybody you want to voice a character in this. And, hey, Ryan Gosling. No, it's not Gosling. It's the other one. What's his name? Uh, Why am I forgetting his name? He's like the guy. The tequila. Avian. Oh, Aviation Gin. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, He's the lead. He's the lead. There you go. Okay, cool, man. Like, what's the other one? Doesn't Reynolds have another thing coming out that he didn't direct, but he stars in? I don't care. I don't think he's funny at all in this movie. Doesn't excite me for that. But hey, maybe this is going to be like this year's Wonka, where I go and like looks terrible, but it's secretly a musical and I have fun. Maybe. But I also don't think Krasinski's that talented to do that. So I don't know. Here's something that's also kind of interesting. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be excited about this. Death Stranding is going to be turned into a movie, which i that's a game I never played. Uh, that's the Norman Reedus one. It's uh, Hideo Kojima, right? He made that. And you're just like, this is like a guy of like a weird baby in like a post-apocalyptic world where you like ride a bike and you like, I don't know. What if Norman Reedus uh, was like crazy in a future world? I don't know, but you know what? You know what? I'm here for that. I will do anything to get Redis away from The Walking Dead for a minute. And if this is what it takes, that works well. And I think you could clearly tell, like, I'm not going to say I know anything about Hideo Kojima, because I don't know. But he seems like a guy who wants to make movies. Like, if you see any of his work, there's clearly, like, he has a cinematic vision, and he'd rather, like, make movies, and he kind of got, like, locked into the video game sphere. But, yeah, man, I'm here for it. You make this into a movie? Hell yeah. Do you think he'd get Norman Reedus back? And like, it's Leah Sido and Mads Mikkelsen? You have to, right? Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Like, if you're doing it, if we're doing it, do it proper. Get them all back. I am almost, I think Reedus would do it. I, I do think Norman Reedus would do it. And he, he's a cool guy, that Norman Reedus. He rides a bike and stuff. He's pretty cool. All right, here's a piece of news I put on the list, but I actually didn't watch the trailer for what this thing is about, and that's Beverly Hills Cop 4. Next year, I'll I'll call it now, we'll watch at least one or two of the Beverly Hills Cop movies before this comes out. I am not an Eddie Murphy fan. I've never been able to do it, and I think his run on Netflix has been very interesting, where he made like one interesting movie called Dolomite Is My Name, and then he's never been able to like do something that good again. And him coming back to Axel Foley or whatever the character's name is. Okay, sure. I didn't watch the trailer, but I talked about it. So it'll appease the 50-year-old men that are going to watch this, maybe. This is not a. This is not like a franchise or an IP that young people care about. You know, it's like Lethal Weapon. Your audience is not this generation. And if it is, they'd rather see like Mike, Michael B. Jordan or something. I don't know. Very weird. But whatever, I talked about it. You can all be happy now. Uh, You know, Beverly Hills Cop, people like it. I don't, though. I don't know. I haven't seen them in a while. I haven't seen them in a while. So we'll see. 
Uh, here's another piece of news that is kind of interesting. We'll have to talk about. This is the spinoffs that have been announced for the world of the Peaky Blinders because, God forbid, we just have something happen, you know, where it just ends. But no, like, they were they were wanting to do this for a while. They talked about, like, a movie, but Killian's like, we don't need to do a movie. Like, it does not matter to me. But now they, they've kind of announced, like, they're going to be doing a couple of spinoffs, and they're coming to Netflix, which is probably a bad idea because they're just going to be forgotten then, and that's kind of lame. Uh, what were the types of spinoffs? There was two spinoffs announced, which, yeah, perfect. That's that's what we want to do. That's what we want to see. One's like a few, One's like set in the future where it's set like a couple decades removed, I think. So, like, yeah, you can have, like, one of the characters come back and they're old, but all of them are kind of, like, big stars now, so why would you really want to? So, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Peaky Blinders had to get a spinoff set in Boston in the middle of the 20th century, taking place 20 years after the events of the original series. The other series is reportedly going to focus on Polly Gray, the formidable matriarch of the heart of the Shelby family, played by the late Helen McCrory. Prequel about Polly? I mean, okay. Helen McCrory did really good in that role, so I don't, I mean, I wouldn't, if it were me, you could not get me to want to touch Peaky Blinders, but okay, something that takes place 20 years in the future in Boston, when did that series wrap up, because, okay, it would be before World War II it wrapped up, right, because they were definitely there in the 20s, and were, were they setting up World War II in the end of the last one? I'm going to quickly Google as we're talking here the Peaky Blinders timeline. So maybe we can see if there's like an actual... Because I'm like, Boston, are we doing like... No, we're not doing Capone, right? We're not doing Capone. I can't imagine that's what we'd be doing, but... Ah, okay, okay, do we got something here? No, how far down do we go? All right, season five is the Wall Street crash of 1929. Okay. So, 20 years is the 50s. Okay, we're past Prohibition at that point. We're kind of do like a Red Scare era thing, I guess. I, uh, what, what is that going to look like? That does not sound interesting. Like, something in the 50s? Like, ugh, I don't give a shit about that. I think what makes the Peaky Blinders work is that they're in, in Birmingham half the time. That's more interesting. Speaking of stupid things that Netflix wants to do, everybody, they kind of made like statements like, yeah, we want to build like an Uncle Fester spinoff from Wednesday because that's a great idea because God forbid we just make an Adams Family movie. <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. I mean this. I mean this wholeheartedly. This is the worst piece of news I've ever heard in my life. This is the worst idea Netflix have had. I hate this so much. You know what we need is an Uncle Fester spinoff. That's that's what the kids, that is what the audience that has watched Wednesday wants, is Uncle Fester the spinoff. It's not that they want to see the Adams Family. You got two great actors that could lead an Adams Family TV show. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Louise Guzman, fantastic. But the Fred Armisen, Uncle Fester spin-off shut up what a dumb idea what's he gonna do travel the world who cares who cares that's so boring there's nothing interesting about that 
I just, I, I just can't imagine, like, you. Do, why would you ever say you want to make an Adams Family universe? Just make an Adams Family show then. They can go to school still. You can still have them go to school. You can still do all these things. I, I'm absolutely dreading whatever that is. I, I, this upsets me so much. I'm like, you made Wednesday, which is not a show that is representative of Wednesday Adams or the Adams Family brand in any capacity. But Tim Burton had one idea in his head. and was like, what if we just made something that I that's a property that people would associate me with and then we just did like a stupid school thing I hate it so much the Adams family should not be in like a magical mystical world where there's like werewolves and shit they should be in a normal suburban neighborhood where they are the different people and the world around them thinks they're weird but they think they're normal that's the Adams family that's what they always should be and Wednesday could still be like the homicidal little creepy girl you don't have to do any of this but you know what Wednesday going to school fuck, I don't care. That makes sense to the most part, I guess. But Uncle Fester doing something on his own, led by Fred Armisen, I think that's the worst idea imaginable for this universe and for that property. I find it absolutely horrendous, and it's such a bad idea. I don't want to see any part of that. God, everything sucks. I hate that so much, but Hey, here's a fun trailer I do want to talk about for an upcoming movie that has quickly jumped to the the top of my anticipated list for next year. That is Love Lies Bleeding. This is the Kristen Stewart and Katie O'Brien-led revenge thriller from Rose Glass where revenge gets ripped and like a cool, sexy bodybuilder teaming up with like the the daughter of like a famed mobster in this town and they team up and kill a bunch of shitty guys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I'm in Ed Harris wearing some stupid, crazy hair and Dave Franco showing up. My God, Katie O'Brien's so hot. I love her so much. I could watch her do anything. And the trailer really emphasizes that she's big and she tough. She looks intense and this is playing at Sundance and man, I tried to get down to Sundance coming up in January I wasn't able to go but I did but I did purchase like a bunch of like the online ones where I could watch some of that unfortunately Love Lies Bleeding is not one of those movies but if it wins awards there I will definitely try to sneak uh, sneak a view in somehow god this I'm obsessed like this looks so good it looks so intense I saw the trailer playing when I went to see the Iron Claw like it was up in the cinemas and I played so good. This is going to be a hit. I, I know this is going to be a movie for this generation. And that is so cool to see. It looks so epic. I love it. Just Ed Harris with the most intense hair you've ever seen. So freaking sick. So freaking sick. I love that. I love that. Amazing. It's really amazing. Now, what's not amazing is the next news we have to talk about. So earlier on, we talked about how Warner Brothers would be distributing all the A24 stuff. Well, there was some news a couple days ago. I don't know if it's I don't know if any of it's verified now or if it's actually going to happen. But it's been talked about by the heads of the two companies that Warner Brothers Discovery could be merging with Paramount and the world would bleed itself dry and I can't get into this anymore because it would it literally ruin my life and I'd cry and complain and scream 
it's a terrible idea. It would ruin both companies. It, you, every single property that they develop would get written off for tax reasons. You would kill two legacy brands that are familiar to people in Hollywood for a century just for some stupid money reason. And by the sound of it, it sounds like Warner Bros. would be the ones buying Paramount. And I'm like, how do they have any freaking money? They shouldn't. You shouldn't. It's ridiculous. It's such a stupid, annoying concept that this can keep happening. There should There is laws put in place for this kind of stuff where you're like, we can't keep buying big things. But who's going to stop them? Who's going to stop them? Like a normal person? I can't do it. I don't, I wouldn't even know where to begin, but it, it's so ridiculous. It's so frustrating and it just makes me upset to no end. It does. I, I hate it. I hate it. And this is where I thought I was going to end the video, but in the past couple of days, there's been a couple pieces of news that have come out that I do want to talk about, including this one. We've, we've kind of covered this story before as it was going off. Christopher Landon, the man who is supposed to be directing scream seven well he's no longer directing he exits the project he has I, I look unsubstantiated rumors and whatever the hell just from what i've read about all this stuff with melissa Pereira and jenna ortega stepping away christopher landon who is a grown man these these are young girls in their 20s okay he's almost 50 he has handled this the worst he like it, you could read his comments and I might be reading into it a little bit, but he seems like a bitchy little kid who's upset. He doesn't get to play with his toys anymore. Where he's like, this sucks. It was supposed to be good. It's everything I wanted. I'm not happy anymore. This is a nightmare. It sucks. It's time to move on. Everything's bad. I'm like, shut up, shut up. You're a grown ass man. Take the L and move on. It'll be the project that got away. And I, uh, I wonder if he's going to be able to make another movie again. Like he, I, he might have to do the Happy Death Day sequel. You know, he might have to do another one of those. But it's just like, dude, you are really, you're really pitching a hissy fit for no reason. And it does not look good for you. Like, I wouldn't want to hire you. It was a dream job that turned into a nightmare. Why? Because your lead actresses were standing up for something that you couldn't comment on because you're a little bitch. It's so stupid. So I, his comment that kind of came out of it was, I guess now is a good as time as any to announce I formally exited Scream seven weeks ago. This will disappoint some and delight others. It was a dream job that turned into a nightmare and my heart did break for everyone involved. Everyone, but it's time to move on. I have nothing. Nothing. It just ends with nothing. Shut up. Ugh. It's so gross. It sounds so lazy. Shut up, dude. Like, what the fuck's your problem? Ugh. Oh, I have nothing more to add to the conversation than I hope Wes's legacy thrives and lifts above the the uh, the bin and the divide or whatever. Shut up. You're, you're an asshole. You're a loser. You're not going to work. It's stupid. And Spyglass, cut your losses. Nobody's going to want to work with you on this movie. People would rather stand with uh, Melissa and Jenna than be a part of your bullshit. Pay Courtney Cox whatever she wants just to like show up and freak out. Like That seems like where we're headed with this anyways so if that's what you're gonna do just do it i guess i don't know and that was supposed to be the end there but there was another piece of news that kind of came out which was kind of interesting and i don't know if it's true but bendy and the ink machine is reportedly getting a movie now i know nothing about this game i know it's like a weird horror game 
And it's like, what if there was like weird creepy designs and like that kind of like classic looking character design, of like the ink blots and you know like Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and Oslo and all that. That's kind of fun. Like Bendy also being like the type of style that those original like cartoons had, where you know kind of just like that the Bendy wire Bendy like style where everything is like constantly moving and fluid. So that's kind of a cool idea. Like. You could do something really fun with that aesthetic in a movie. If it's, like, animated and you went for, like, a really cool horror style, oh, that'd be a really fun concept. Just looking at pictures now as I talk about it, like, there is something pretty cool here. There is something pretty cool here. I hope it works. I, I've seen, like, toys, I believe, of, like, this character and, and like, Walmart and stuff, I'm guessing. Yeah. So, like... I do like these designs. Am I going to have to collect some stuff here? Uh, okay, I'm kind of excited. If, like, if we're doing a movie in, like, this style and, like, this generation, like, with this horror property, I'd love that. If you if we did it, like, this animated and not, like, what Five Nights at Freddy's became, that'd be really cool. But, you know, Bendy, I think it's more, like, independent than FNAF, so it feels like they could do something better in that capacity. I feel like they will. It's kind of, I'm actually kind of excited now that I saw some of those pictures. Like, I just knew it was like, he's an inky guy, but I'm like, oh no, he's like an inkblot character from like the classic style of animation. Okay, I'm all in to make that a horror movie. Like, that's a really cool idea. And video game stuff is kind of the future of the entertainment industry right now for like live action adaptations, even animated adaptations and stuff. So I, I think that's kind of cool. I think that's kind of cool. I like that. And with that, my dear friends, we can end this episode of The Geek Wave. So Merry Christmas to you all, and I hope your 2024 is marvelous. I hope the time in between now and leading to 2024, you get to watch all the movies you want to, you get to read all the books you want to. The time this video goes out, my top 10 comic books of 2023, it's out on YouTube, it's out on Instagram, it's out on TikTok, it's out on Twitter, it's out on Substack. You can see it everywhere. All of that is available for you to check out, so... Have a happy holidays, and thank you all for watching this video. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel. As always, you can check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. And of course, I will catch you in the next one. So have fun, stay safe, good luck.